Hello and welcome to the slightly delayed New Moon Tarot reading for the new moon that fell in the UK um, at UK time on Monday the 30th of May at 12.30pm. This has taken a little bit of time because it is school holidays at the moment and we are gearing up in the UK for the um, 70th Jubilee celebrations and so things have gone a little bit crazy, which isn't um, surprising because uh, Mercury, I think, is about to turn direct or is in its storm period. So all kinds of delays with communications. So um, apologies in advance for any background noises, which are totally unavoidable. And um, but hoping that I'll be able to do this without too much interference. For those of you who are familiar with the reading, you can skip straight ahead using the timestamps if you're listening to this um, either on YouTube or via um, one of the podcast platforms. For those of you who prefer to listen from beginning to end, and for those of you who are new, welcome back and welcome. I'm going to just give a little bit of a rundown on how I do the reading and then go straight into the cards, three of which are face down in front of me at the moment. One of them um, kind of presented it itself to me when I was shuffling, so that is part of the reading. So um, that is the first card. For me, that's a bit of an underline, so I haven't seen the cards yet. Um, so the first card, I think, is, is basically one that's sort of underlined slightly in terms of what um, what really needs to be paid attention to. So it's worth holding that in mind in advance um, before we go into the reading. But the way that I do the reading, three card reading, possibly four, probably not. Um, the four, the fourth card is, is um, very often a qualifier for one of the other cards. Um, and the cards always have the same position, meaning the card on the left is the foundation, it's what it has already happened, whether that's in the distant past or in the in the um, relatively recent past or both. It's very often both, by the way. And that is in some way the foundation or paving the way for the middle card, which is the current weather or the main theme for you for the next four weeks, and then will have its reverberations way beyond that. Um, in some way will have brought something into place that is then there permanently, in a way, as part of your experience. And it may, as I said, be the theme card, maybe something that, that you can see very definitely as, as um, something that's happening, or something that's happening more behind the scenes in a more perhaps internal way, or through someone else further away, but in some way will have an impact on you, or will, have, will create an impression that is in some way formative. So you've got the foundation leading the way to the current theme for the next four weeks and beyond. And then the final card is the agency or tool card. And that is the card where you can engage meaningfully with the other two cards. Obviously much more with the theme card because the foundation one has already happened. But um, it's what you can bring to the theme that creates its own kind of alchemical magic or some kind of reaction that you can bring in where um, it creates a more personal meaning for you, but is also um, where, and I guess this is overlaps, where you have that agency so that you are not just having things happen to you, um, but you can you can then respond to the to the theme card which then, of course, creates a more personal meaning for you as well. So those are the three cards. They're face down. And um, I am going to go straight into the reading now with the foundation card. 
For those of you who skipped ahead to the first timestamp, um, you would have missed the fact that the first card presented itself out of the pack um, in a... It, it, I didn't shuffle and, and deal this one or lay it out. It was left behind when I picked the cards up, so I put that as the first card. So in some way, in it, there is an underline to it or an emphasis to it. And how that is emphasised or in, you know, in what what meaning that has for you is going to be entirely personal. But just bear in mind that this is the foundation card. It has already happened, just happened, or recent past, or distant past, or all three. It could be a recurring theme in your life. So the first card is the nine of discs. And that in the Rorig deck is called Gain. This card really draws me in, and I think it's because even though it's the towards the end of the tarot, um, the, the discs suit, so pentacle suit, um, there is an air of mystery about it because those three people are looking off into the distance at something that I'm assuming that they can see and we can't, or if they can't yet, they will have a better vantage point than, than we can or that you, know, that you can as a viewer. So um, there is both a sense of it being in incredibly tangible because it's the nine of, of the most tangible suit, the discs, and yet also there is something that is somewhat intangible about it. And, and so there's a bit of a paradox for me in terms of this card and how to, how to feel it. But because this is in the, the foundation, this is something that's already happened. So what you have as a sort of massive hint then is that you can look back and, and relate this to a particular time in your life rather than waiting for it to happen and then wondering what it's going to be. So the nine of discs is called gain in this deck. And I'm just going to see if there is any writing here. Association of love, wisdom and creativity. The more I give, the more I get. The more I give, the more I get. And association of love, wisdom and creativity. For me, the nine of discs is actually in some ways a much more positive in inverted commas and productive card than the ten of discs, which the ten of discs for me really signifies a, an, an absolute need to shift. Something needs to move, something needs to shift, it's reached the end of the line and then therefore it needs to change form. Um, very often I call it the cashing out card. And actually the nine of discs is, is before that, it's the culminating point of the discs suit. So it is before it's reached that point of, of preponderance or maybe even edging on too muchness. And it is after the eight of discs, which is that sort of working, working steadily and carefully and prudently, because the eight of discs in this um, deck is called prudence, towards something. This is the coming into the benefits of it before then having to, in some way, shift that into, into something else. There are three figures on the card looks like two male figures and one female figure. And I love the fact that the one male figure is clothed in black and the other one is colourful. And for me, that then suggests that perhaps it's not just... Um, it, might, it might literally be three people. It might literally... It might be two, two men and one woman. It might be um, a combination of... But I also look at the difference between the the male figures on either side as being the expressed and the shadow version of each other. 
the one on the right being the shadow version, the one on the left being the expressed version. And like all of Rorig's characters, um, well, nearly all of them, they have this sort of halo of light around them. And what's interesting in this particular card, you can very much see the art or the medium that Rorig used in the painting, its relief effect on the on the card, on the artwork. And that is radiating quite definitely out from them rather than anything else. So this gain is not only tangible, but it is as a direct result of work that has been put in. The three protagonists um, could, and again, it could be just one protagonist and then three different aspects, are, um, are directly responsible for what it is that they're experiencing. And what it is that they're experiencing is entirely personal because only they have the vantage point to be able to see it. There may be other people around, like, um, so for us as an audience in this, we are simultaneously looking as an observer, but there'll be another part of us that relates to the three people. So from the observer perspective, it is hidden what it is that they're looking at. And, um, and so I think for me, that is a sign that this experience that you have been through, whether it is in the you know, deep, distant past or recent past. But I think that it will be in the recent past, whether it's occurred in the distant past as well or not. It is, um, it's something where you need not look to other people, apart from the three involved, to get any kind of sense of, um, of reinforcement of your experience, of what it is that you've gained. In fact, if you look elsewhere, you may get a lot of people shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, I have no idea what you're on about, or I can't see what that is, or minimizing what it is that, um, that you've experienced for yourself. The gain is a personal one. The gain is a personal one to the three figures, again, whether those figures are one person, two people, three or more, but, um, but it is of little direct relevance to anyone else. So, if you're looking at gain and then you want to find out what that gain is and then you turn to other people around you um, who are probably not involved, they may not be able to tell you. So the gain is, um, it's a physical gain because it is pentacles, it's discs. So it could be a monetary gain, but it, it's definitely a gain in the tangible world, something you've gained in the tangible world but it may not necessarily be a gain that is shared by others or even acknowledged by others. So look to where it is that there has been an achievement that you have achieved in some way through hard work. And the work may be directly related to the gain, it may be indirectly related to the gain, but in some way you have forged a path in the physical world to reach an achievement that is both tangible for you but also very personal. One way or the other, whether it's something that other people can see or whether it isn't, it is something that you can build on. That's very important. It's something that's laying very deep foundations. If you look at the card, there is that idea of the nautilus or, um, or the snail shell, but it's the Fibonacci, that kind of Fibonacci sequence there that underlies the spiral, and there are a lot of spirals in Rurig's work, which to me hints at the deep patterns that underlie life, that there is something right and true in inverted commas in terms of where it is that you are standing now. But also if you look underneath that, and I like the fact that it's sort of like a snail um, with the, the snail body underneath this, but it it's, feels old, feels ancient. 
that this is also something um, that connects you in with an ancient form of wisdom or an ancient um, groundedness, whether that is something, for example, um, it can work on two levels, that in some way you feel like you've been building up to this for a very long time and you have now connected in with something that has its roots back into your own life, you can look back and understand why it is that you're standing where you are today. And perhaps for the first time, it's making sense. Or, and, you are standing on something that is both personal and transpersonal. So there is a sense of being able to find your place in among things, not just in your own life, but in the world, in life itself that there is a place where you are standing that makes sense from a personal point of view, but also feels like you're connected into something else. This does not have to be grand. This does not have to be something that is sweeping panoramic, even though the card sort of suggests that. It can be that on a very, very personal scale. As I said, there may be others around you who have no idea what it is that you've gone through to get here or have no interest in it. It simply doesn't pertain to them. It's not relevant. Um, and if you put yourself in their shoes, it will diminish what it is that's important for you. So understand that this gain is incredibly significant for you. You have been working towards it for probably a very long time, perhaps longer than you are aware of, and that it is something that will stand you in good stead for what it is that you are shifting into. And while the next card is about the current weather for the month, I would say that the nine of discs here is not just about that. Yes, the current weather card will then take you from the next four weeks into the future, but the gain card itself is almost a milestone in your own life. And I think the fact that it stayed, it was the card that stayed behind in the shuffle, for me, that's the underline, that this, um, this is key. It's the keystone to the rest of the reading. So look at how this has figured in your life, where it is that you've been working towards something. It doesn't have to be something grand. You're not necessarily standing on the top tier of a pedestal at the Olympic Games, but you might be standing on the top tier of a pedestal at your own inner Olympics. And the fact that it is important for you is what's most important of all. So you have a very solid, grounded foundation, a discs foundation, an earthed foundation into the current weather. And card number two, which is the current weather, is the Six of Swords, which is science in this deck. Interesting that I can see immediately the, um, the light source that is around the figures, is the light source around this tendrilled, feathered, sort of feather flower that is there in the Six of Swords. And then also the labyrinth, to me, is indicative of the um, circle that's created by the discs in the Nine of Discs. My sense here is that the Six of Swords is the current tangible experience or the, the, you know, the current experience of what the Nine of Discs has been about. The Nine of Discs will be about several things in your life or many things, but in this particular reading, the Nine of Discs is the foundation for this particular experience of it. And, and because there is almost a, a kind of overlay with the Six of Swords and the Nine of Discs in terms of imagery, it is that paving the way then for this particular incarnation 
of how the Nine of Discs is showing up in the current weather. The Six of Swords, if you go also by the Waitsmith deck, is that card of the um, man, woman and child who are in a boat rowing away from choppy waters and into something else. And while this card is obviously incredibly different in terms of its imagery, there is the prevailing theme of that here. You look at this labyrinth, there are two separate paths, and um, there's been a lot of a journey to get to where there is a connection now in the next, in the next four weeks and beyond. So it may not happen in the four weeks, but there is something about a, a quickening into the state of connection of these two separate aspects that are then coming together and and there is the understanding perhaps um it's two aspects of yourself because it's swords it's intellectual it's psychological it's to do with the mind it's to do with writing it's to do with speech it's um so it's very much in the mind it could also be a physical reconnection um but going through the labyrinth these two separate things there may have been not much sense about that journey. It may have felt mysterious, it may have felt confounding. Put yourself in the mind of just one of those strands going round, sometimes doubling back, not being able to orientate oneself, but all just seeing walls, not understanding the path, and then, um, and this is happening to two separate strands, and then suddenly the coming together and the connecting and then the understanding of the fact that the journey was leading to something and both parts were unaware of that at the time. There was a lot of being kept in the dark. There was a lot of confusion and possibly a lot of pain and a lot of anguish, a lot of doubt and um, anything to do with swords where the mind is, is apt to turn on itself, the mind is apt to overanalyze or to be quite punishing all of those aspects of the swords that are less than pleasant could have been involved in this particular journey and while on the journey because there was no understanding of what it was that was up ahead it's taken quite a long time perhaps a whole lifetime to reach the point of connection in the same way that it's perhaps taken quite a long time perhaps a whole lifetime to reach that point of understanding what the gain is in your life. And the gain in the Six of Swords is suddenly realizing that these two disparate parts or these parts that didn't quite add up or two aspects that felt separate to people, to states, whatever it is, suddenly connect and together create something that is far bigger than what they were when they were individual. Or to put it another way, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts and a lot of the mystery of what it is that's been going on is solved because suddenly the, um, the two parts make sense in the context of each other. One of the phrases uh, um, that stands out amongst the mostly German on this card is the ability to analyse. And that's very clearly explained in, in this card because there is a clarity and, and ability to analyse that wasn't there before. The ability for insight to understand something becomes clear after a lot of time in the desert. This may be, for example, a purely intellectual process. So, for instance, cloudy thinking may have given way to um, a sharpness of thought that you didn't think was possible. 
that you are suddenly able to draw upon inner analytical intellectual um, resources that weren't available to you before that there is a new understanding that there is a new insight about something that you have been struggling with for a very long time it could be as simple as solving a mathematical equation it could be as complex as understanding that there are two different aspects perhaps in you perhaps in you and someone else um, where your journeys suddenly intersect and you understand why it is that you had to do what you were doing before, even while you didn't understand what was going on. Things felt unclear. They felt downright painful at times. And very often, as you were wandering the desert, thinking, what the hell am I doing here? I have no idea what's going on. And then there is that moment of connection and then that insight, the brilliance of the light shining out. And so these two very... Um, if you look at them at the bottom of the card, they they are very vague, they are um, very dull strands, suddenly connect and bloom into this, this incredible flower. To use a really, really sort of crude analogy um, or rough analogy, it's like being a plug socket and a plug and a socket alone just you know, if, if a socket doesn't know what it's there for, it, it, it feels useless, it feels um, in some way incomplete, but it doesn't know why, and the plug doesn't know why it's made the way that it is, and then suddenly, after these years of searching, they find, they connect in with each other, and suddenly, illumination. The one couldn't be whole without the other. The one part couldn't be whole without the other part. They were whole in and of themselves, but together they create something else that is different from both of them and would not be able to be created without each of them. So this is coming up in the next four weeks, is this idea of, and as I said, it could be external, it could be internal, it could be both, of reaching an understanding of just how much ground you've had to cover to get to where you are now and where you are now makes more sense of your journey than it ever has before and in fact then there is a new vista that is able to be opened up which is suggested in the nine of discs that vista that is yet because it's a foundational one it's yet to be seen so they're looking off into the distance we can't see it um, it's coming up and then that coming up is that connection of these two strands that then form this flower in the Six of Swords. It's a really, really quite beautiful reading. It feels quite specific in some ways. And as I said, this experience may be on a small level, it may be relatively modest, or it may be on a large level. It, it will be entirely dependent on who you are and your experiences and what it is that you've brought into the reading. But whether it's small or large, it will be unmistakable. You will be able to feel this. You will be able to feel the gain in a bodily level. You may be able to feel it at a resource level. You may be able to feel it in terms of the resources that you have available to you, whether that is material resources or money resources um, available through other people, as in the team there. And you will be able to feel it um, in the Six of Swords in terms of a certain clarity. It might be a general clarity. There may have been a reaching of clarity that is much more to do with the intellect itself rather than anything else. Suddenly you, you kind of level up in inverted commas and you are able to, 
to see many more possibilities and able to think with a certain coherence that wasn't available to you, or it is very specifically a clarity around something that has been shrouded in mystery and doubt and frustration for a long time, perhaps a very, very long time. It could possibly even be as long as your lifetime that suddenly you realize that there is um, an understanding of where it is that you have been heading for. And again, it may not be on a massive scale. So the ego wants to go to the most important, the most, you know, the most brilliant, the largest scale thing. It could be on a on a very, very fine scale, that experience of reaching something, it doesn't matter because to you, it will be significant. Even if it is not significant to anyone else, to you, it will be, it will matter. The one thing that I'll say here, because um, it's always worth looking at the shadow content of this, and I've, I've hinted at it, is first of all, not to force anything. You're working with swords, so the, the mind will want to jump ahead and do all kinds of things, particularly when you've looked at this card and um, you may still not be out of the maze. You may want to force, you may want to force that exit. But what you're dealing with here as well, which is foundational, are discs. And you're dealing with nine discs. So you're dealing with something that really is quite unwieldy in terms of heaviness. You're dealing with a lot of um, materiality here. And by materiality, I don't mean stuff. But I mean the um, the weight of the incarnate. When we incarnate into this world, there is um, there is that sense of heaviness, and things need to happen at their own time, on their own time scale, at a pace that is that is pretty much you know fitting with the fact that we are we are um, in a world governed by mass, and so the nine of discs suggests that things may move slower than the mind and the six of swords wants. And that is something that the mind will have to contend with. In fact, if you feel the frustration of not knowing, then you are still in the maze. And I think that one of the dangers here is also to manufacture through wishful thinking what it is that you want that connection to be at the end of the maze. And part of the nine of discs experience of having been and understood how slowly things move and how mysterious the world can be and how what those three figures are looking at is somewhat shrouded is not to put an interpretation on something that hasn't happened yet or try and force a particular thing, but rather to wait and see. Um, and the mind will, will not want to do that, but also you've got the six of swords here, so the mind is able to do that even if another part doesn't, you know, wants to speed ahead. There is the balance of the six. You've got the three swords on one side of the six and the three swords on the other side of the six in the cards. This is really a card that is conducive to being able to just um, moderate itself while it adopts a kind of analytical attitude, thinking about things, um, an analytical stance to what is going on. And an analytical stance is one that is happy um, it might not be ecstatic about this, but happy to wait, happy to be patient about this, understanding that the analytical process, like science and the scientific method, requires patience and it requires a questioning stance about things and it requires not forcing results that aren't there. 
if you look at a lot of the um, where the scientific method has gone wrong, it's where scientists are trying to prove a particular outcome. And actually, the results don't prove that. And so they, they, the ego then wants to prove that. So they ignore what's going on and, um, and rather try to chase after a particular result. When actually, um, it's when things don't go according to plan that throw up the most interesting and life-changing experiences. It's when we are taken by surprise sometimes that we are able to then expand into a new way of thinking. Otherwise, we're simply sort of in a, in a closed unit. It's, it's a hermetically see, sealed box that we can't get out of. And the Six of Swords implies breaking out of that labyrinth, breaking out of that not-knowingness, and therefore to adopt a kind of scientific analytical stance of openness around what it is that you may be encountering, because it might not be what you are expecting or hoping, but it may exceed your expectations and you could miss that if you don't look at what's actually going on in front of you and inside you. So I think it's worth bearing those things in mind because I think the mind does want to race ahead, but you do have the resources in the Six of Swords that your own mind is capable of not doing that and adopting a much more objective and curious stance about what it is that's going on, what's actually going on, rather than what you want to go on or what you don't want to go on. That's the other thing. It's like, oh God, please don't let it be this. Please don't let it be this. The scientific method is about waiting and seeing. Wait and see. You are perfectly positioned to do this. You have been waiting a very long time. Um, you have understood what patience is. Um, you may not have been able to exercise it all the time, but you do know that the circumstances have made patience something that has either been forced upon you or that you have learnt as part of the process. So draw on those resources to be able to stay in a in a sort of position of curiosity. I often use that word, but it, it is worth it. Curiosity to see how it is that these two things or what these two things are when they come together. And strangely enough, a quote from Hamlet came to me and um, and then I looked it up just to make sure that I was getting it correct. And, and uh, this is funny. I found the first entry here. Um, Hamlet suggests that human knowledge is limited. And here's the quote. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. But the final clincher for me that we're on the right step here is that philosophy is qualified in squared brackets as science. So there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your science. Strangely enough, the science here is also an art form. It's an art form around kind, the kind of creativity that is there in, and hinted at in the Nine of Discs. There is an art to this kind of science. And that art is really um, embodied in the idea of, of curiosity, of being able to wait, of a certain open-mindedness that very um, page of cups kind of open-mindedness in the Waitsmith deck where that fish comes out of the cup. Any other, any other one of the court cards may have dismissed it or dismissed themselves for seeing it. But the page of cups is entirely welcoming of this very strange visitor into his world. Remind yourself of that as you go through this experience 
because we are so apt to want to put stamps and labels on things and to limit things. And actually, you might be limiting yourself out of an experience that um, is, you know, that transcends your own limits, that, that has the capacity to expand you and your world in whatever way that expansion um, comes. But you will know it because there will be a feeling of having found what it is that you have been looking for. Um, and maybe if it, there is an external source as well, that they have found what it is that they've been looking for, or that there are two parts of you that do that and suddenly make sense in a way that they haven't before. And then the vista opens up and then you are able to see and experience something new. So we have the foundation card, we have the current weather, and now we're going to go on to the agency card. So this just gives even more of a way of um, responding to the circumstances in a way that, that makes you more actively involved, that makes you nece not necessarily more actively involved in being able to control the circumstances, but being more actively engaged perhaps in terms of your curiosity, in terms of your open-mindedness, um, in terms of the qualities that you can bring in to this exchange that's happening in the Six of Swords so that you can experience it more fully and, and possibly unlock more of its, more of the potential in it than you would do if you were just simply looking at what it is that you already know. It's very difficult to imagine what you don't know, of course. In fact, it's impossible. So it really does require a certain amount of vigilance. Maybe that sounds a bit too anxious or antsy, but um, a certain amount of open-mindedness not to immediately jump to conclusions about what it is. And I'm, I keep saying this, but it's worth saying because we are creatures of habit and we are creatures of patterns and we will do this as a default rather than something that we actively um, choose. So just notice where you slip into habitual um, patterns of what it is that you are expecting or what it is that you think you're seeing and then maybe just give yourself a little bit of space to see if what it is that's going on in terms of the six of swords is actually what you first thought it was or whether it's it's something different, that it might be something different that you dismiss because it feels different. No, that can't be right. No, that's not it. No, that's not what I've been focusing on. Actually, the Six of Swords is suggesting something that is entirely its own thing and, um, and then creates that sense of expansion because it's new and different. There is a challenge almost laid down for you to be able to work with the Six of Swords in, um, in a more creative way and what better resources than the Six of Swords itself. But you also now have the agency card as well, which I am going to turn over. And another six, you have the Six of Discs. And um, I think that this is actually a relatively simple card to analyze and to talk about. But of course, when I start talking, it may just turn out to be uh, less straightforward. So I'm just going to say now that I noticed that the nine of the nine of discs is an upside down six. And then you've got the the six of swords and the six of discs. What for me is underlined here is that the path is clear in some way, that what it is that's going on is success. 
and you may want to paint it a different way. You may have wanted it to look a different way. You may not view it as success completely or entirely. And then when you are able to get yourself into the position of seeing it as success, and um, I don't want to use that glibly because... Um, because it may require some creativity of thought. It may require a whole new approach. But when you're able to do that, you may see that actually what is available to you um, that you hadn't thought up before is, is really quite life-changing, is, is incredibly expanding in terms of your experiences. And it may also be something that you were expecting. It may be something that you were waiting for that then finally falls into place and makes sense. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you have to do a mind shift to accommodate. It may be something that feels like it's imminent and then there it is that comes around the corner. It may not look exactly how you were thinking it would look, but it may be something that wasn't entirely unexpected. But one way or the other, it is about understanding this as success. And the fact that there is six of discs and six of swords means that, again, Although the images are different, what you get in the Six of Swords is very much um, a, a success or a milestone in your material world. What I notice in the Six of Discs as well is that the three figures in the Nine of Discs are actually five here. And they're also linking arms, by the way. So again, it to me feels like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. But I also notice that the um, figures on the top disc in the um, in the six of discs fall in line with that flower in the six of swords that in some way um, what is created in a less tangible way in the six of swords which is which is much more of a, a sort of airy experience then takes shape in the six of discs and um, takes shape in a very stable and solid foundation and it may involve five people, but for me, it is more, it, the five figures embody much more the idea of a coming together of something, that there is um, some kind of collaboration, whether it's inner or outer, whether it is to do with one, two or more people, but there is, um, that they intuitively belong together. But not only that, what it is that they are standing on is far bigger than them. In other words, they are part of something greater than all of them that has both brought them here, but they are also inextricably linked up with. So in other words, it's not just the past that they are standing on, but what they have created is some kind of structure, whether that is physical or whether that is something that is um, less tangible, but it is very much felt in terms of this world, whether that is, you know, so you can think of a physical structure of building up a business um, and quite literally sort of premises or things like that, or money or savings or a sense of a very strong foundation in one's world that one can rely on and that one can depend on. And not just necessarily intellectually, but across all levels. You can rely or depend upon it physically, emotionally, intellectually. And it's where you get your energy, where you are fed as well. It feeds you, it doesn't take anything away from you. So the coming together is based on a structure that has been built over time, but it also then is, is something that reinforces that structure, that makes it stronger, that supports whatever it is that is on it, whether it is you 
or more than, you know, more than one of you. It could be the idea of um, your own internal structure with your, you know, with yourself and your process. It could be to do with a family. It could be to do with a business venture. It could be to do with a relationship. But what it is saying in terms of the agency card is to acknowledge that not only is there success, but you are standing on something that is incredibly supportive and fulfilling. Whereas the bottom of the card in the Six of Swords is kind of shadowy, see-through, the maze is indistinct, the, the two streams are indistinct. The bottom of the card in the Six of Discs is like the stone-like snail in the Nine of Discs. There is something much more solid. This is grounded into your own life, but it is also grounded into life itself and life that came before you. It goes back down into a sense of ancestry. Um, maybe not, you know, your immediate ancestors, but ancestry with the world itself. And so the tool card in terms of this is to understand that success has been formed in some way. It may be significant. It may take up a large part of your life. It may be something that is small, but no less significant, that you have formed a foundation that is really um, going to sustain you in, in a particular way or in several ways. And it is as a result of having this, this, this time, and it could have been a very long time, of not knowing, not understanding, of feeling lost, of feeling like you're doubling back, of feeling incomplete in some way, of feeling like something was missing, of feeling like it could be more if something else were there, and then having that being creative with your own experience of what that is, in other words, not limiting it to what you either think it should be or don't want it to be or what you've been driving for, but rather to understand that the process itself and what is happening is um, sometimes far more effective, far more for you than anything that you could have dreamt up in your own philosophy. And finally, you will see what it is. So that foundation, that echo of what is going to happen in the nine of discs, you finally see what it is. And then that will set you on a path that then moves forward with that sense of foundation, with that sense of understanding and the sense of having um, met another part of yourself of someone else, of resources, but, but it will always reflect another part of you that then will allow you to shift forward into more adventures, more of something. The Six of Swords suggests that the journey continues in a particular way. It is that moment of connection, and then what are you going to do with it? What is it that it serves? That's the next part of the journey. That's not answered in this reading. What's answered is the connection itself. So look for it. Don't limit yourself to what it is that you think it is. Be creative. Be prepared to be disappointed, but only momentarily, um, some of you, because you have limited your idea of what is available to you. It won't be disappointing. The only thing that's disappointed is that particular vision but the vision itself may be far more effective and far more fulfilling than anything that your limitations up to now have been able to describe. 
So I will leave it there. Questions and comments as ever are more than welcome. You can either leave them in comments section if you are reading somewhere that you can leave a comment. Otherwise, feel free to email me and I will see you next month. Take very good care. Bye. Thank you.